Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Delicious Podcast Extra Portion with me, Julie Smith. This week, I'm with Thomasina Myers, founder of the Oaxaca Chain of Restaurants, and Laura Harper-Hinton of the Caravan Group, ahead of the third of their Fork to Fork festivals. This year, it'll be packed with stalls from more than 40 of London's best restaurants, from Ottolenghi to Morrow, Honest Burger to Dishoom, and is raising funds for the Open Air Classroom Project, which Thomasina, or Tommy as she's known, and her friend Laura spearheaded with the Ark Franklin Primary School. Tommy told me how she and Laura had come up with the idea five years ago as they walked past what had been a failing local primary school in their own neighbourhood. So we would walk past this outdoor space, which was essentially derelict. Uh, and <clears throat> this is in the backdrop of 20 years of government selling off school playgrounds, whilst on the other side uh, lamenting the rise of childhood obesity, uh, which was very unjoined up. Even when we had the Olympics, there was a lot of talk about uh, increasing sports in schools, uh, whilst still school playgrounds were being sold off. Um, and we had this determination not to see this in our local primary school, even though it was at that stage um, not a great primary school. So we thought, we reasoned that if we could transform the space and make it a space that people were really proud of, then we could save it. That was our first um, aim. And then secondly, it was really to see how uh, creating an outdoor classroom could really turn around a school and really improve education within the school. It was also linked to the school food. I think Laura and I both feel very strongly um, about this huge childhood obesity problem, crisis, I would say, we have in this country. It is a crisis. So one in 10 children arrive at primary school obese and one in five children leave school obese. That situation is far worse in, in the cities. So that um, ratio goes up dramatically um, in deprived areas. So this is an epidemic that's gripping the country that's costing the NHS billions of pounds every year that could be better spent on mental health or um, dementia in old people. So it, it's, a, it's a major problem. So we, we not only have put money into transforming outdoor space, but we've also tied it into the school food, um, which is now being linked to the stuff they're growing in the garden, which is really exciting. Now, this isn't a new idea. Alice Waters has been talking about this for, gosh, 20 years, and Michelle Obama was behind it. Hillary Clinton was going to be launching something called the Kitchen Cabinet if she'd got in. You know, these ideas are not new. They're brilliant. Kids love them. Teachers love them. There's clear evidence that learning in, in the environment helps absolutely everything from health to mental health. And engagement in learning why do you think tommy that it hasn't caught on it should be in every single school it's a no-brainer 
Well, sadly, uh, still in some circles, food is seen as a luxury, as fluffy, uh, nice to have. It's an optional extra. It's not seen as an intrinsic. You know, how we feed ourselves is completely linked to our physical and mental health and our performance at school. So the idea that you can separate them. Uh, Ofsted, last year, the end of last year, for the first time, started looking at school food as part of an overall assessment of a school. Up until then, you could call a school outstanding if they were feeding your children dehydrated egg powder from a huge contract catering company. There was no, uh, there was no link uh, between the two. I think that is beginning to change, but there's still a lot of work to be done for politicians to realise that food is an intrinsic part of good education. Mm. And I would just add to that that I, I think with a lot of these issues, they are quite slow to, to catch on. And I think there are a lot of people actually working in the sector in the UK trying to create really fantastic outdoor spaces, you know, growing vegetables in their local school gardens. But I think what often happens is that there's a lack of link up between what people are doing and government and, you know, Know, people who are actually trying to make a difference in the councils and what have you so I think it's it, it just takes a while for people to realize that, it, it, that you can make a real change and for all of those parties to kind of link up um, to create like a coordinated policy I mean the fantastic thing about um, the project is we've been measuring impact as well and we sent home and all the put in the kids book bags um, a little questionnaire about um, how the garden and being in the garden and the outdoor learning was making them feel and um, the response was just incredible and it almost brought tears to our eyes when we were reading through the responses. I mean, one girl was, was saying that when she walked into the garden, her heart sung and um, she felt at ease with the world. And, um, and it really uh, just shows that it goes beyond, obviously, just the healthy eating element and, and learning to grow vegetables and cook vegetables and eat healthily. Um, so it's beyond obesity to sort of mental health issues as well and just general well-being and resilience with children. It's an extraordinary fact that uh, school children are least are less likely to have contact to green spaces than prisoners. That is in this country. I think uh, it's very easy to overlook the fact that so many children in this country literally do not have access to grass and trees. And we are really trying to change that with this project. You're a couple of mums. You've got small kids. It, it always seems to come from that. Jamie Oliver was very motivated when he first had small children um, or knew he was going to have kids. Can anyone do it? I mean, you know, all the people who are listening to this who also have kids or maybe their kids have grown up and they think, actually, you know what, if Laura and Tommy can do it, I can do it. How hard is it? Um, I would say absolutely anyone can do it and that is actually part of um, what we're raising money for this year. The last two years have been very much to create the blueprint and um, create this fabulous space that we now have at Ark Franklin but the money that we're raising this year, a portion of it is going to go towards blueprinting and um, benchmarking what we've done, providing a toolkit essentially for others to help others um, in no matter how big or small your outdoor space is at any primary school. And then in relation to fundraising, absolutely anyone can do it. I mean a food festival is possible to put on. No, no matter how big or small. I mean, obviously, Tommy and I are well connected. We've got loads of mates in the industry. We're getting all of our friends there to do food stalls. That's brilliant. But equally, if you've got a great community with a couple of fantastic restaurants, you can put on a, a food festival to raise money for your local outdoor classroom and vegetables in the garden and what have you and link up that into the school kitchen. Yeah. And, and there really is two parts to this because not every school has an outdoor space or, or has an outdoor space that is tiny. But the other thing we are giving money to this year, well, we're giving money to two other charities, Flavour School and Chefs and School. Chefs and Schools launched three weeks ago. Um, it's been spearheaded by Henry Dimbleby and Nicole Pisani. And that is really about retraining school cooks. 
to act more like chefs um, and their model has worked in three primary schools in East London where they're feeding kids incredible food, fresh fish, fresh vegetables, daily made fresh bread for 50 pence per pupil per day less than the big contract caterers charge most schools. So they are proving that you can give children great quality food uh, at less than what most schools are currently doing. But they're proving to whom? Proving to the government, who then has to take that on? Or proving to independence? I suppose that's my point. If Jamie Oliver can't do it, nobody can do it, let's be honest. How about really connected, engaged people who really want to make an impact on the planet? Because this isn't just about obesity, it's not just about learning and clear heads, it's about the planet. I think through chefs and schools, through Flavour School, through this open air classroom project, one of the things we're trying to do is really highlight these things, celebrate good food, celebrate outdoor space, celebrate green spaces, and highlight how important it is to society to bring up children who can eat vegetables, who value outdoor space, who value plants, because climate change is here. There are deniers out there, but most of us have realized that extreme weather cycles and climate change is happening. There are crop failures happening all over the place. This is very real and it's very current and it's all connected. So this is an important thing to address. I asked them about the Fork to Fork Festival coming up on June the 16th and about the restaurants that are given their time for free. We've got some incredible restaurants on board, whether it's uh, Two Star, Lebri, um, we've Spring. got Sky Gingle Spring, we've got Jose Pissarro, Honest Burgers, Portland, um, obviously Caravan, <laughs> and Oaxaca. <laughs> uh, but really, really uh, great, uh, great food is going to be there. They give all of their food and their time for free, so we very much value their getting involved. Um, we've got an amazing bar with craft beer, um, lots of fantastic wine, um, two stages, live music, a kids' activity area, a picnic zone, an amazing raffle with incredible raffle prizes. Um, and so it's a really, really cool, fun day. Starts at 12, ends at 6, lots of fun happening the whole and way through. And pond dipping, things like that, the, the environmental stuff. Tell us a little bit about that. So we've got, um, we've got a wetlands area which has been created last year um, so actually a lot of that will be able to everybody will be able to just have a look at all of the um, amazing things that we've set up there so we've got a biodome as well an outdoor learning space um, a raised bed for every year group um, a vegetable garden fruit espaliered fruit trees um, all the rest so uh, everyone who comes to the festival is able to have a look um, and walk through and see everything that we've in installed in the garden for the last couple of years and, and it's really important, isn't it, to have small producers, artisans around because, you know, particularly young kids and they see cool dudes, hipsters, you know, making craft beer, you know, doing stuff their own, being their own boss. Maybe that in itself is a fantastic inspiration. I think it's so inspiring that, first of all, we are, we've got some of the most exciting uh, street food businesses who've now got uh, standalone bricks and mortar restaurants coming to the festival. We've got Michelin Star Kitchens, we've got um, restaurant groups coming and they are all rubbing shoulders because it's something they believe in. The uh, enterprise, uh, whether it's social enterprise or business enterprise of the catering sector, of the restaurant sector, is so alive and kicking. I have never met an industry with more excitable, inspired and people who are willing to just roll up their sleeves and join in for the name of good. It's a very inspiring industry to work in. Absolutely. I mean, I've just come back from the Young Chef Awards and, you know, every single chef I was talking to, you know, average age 23, 24, sustainability at 
the core of their message of their dish. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's something that um, our industry has embraced, you know, perhaps earlier and, and with more gusto than, than a lot of other industries and a lot of under, other sectors. Um, and I would say it's absolutely at the core, especially with, you know, as everyone's calling them the millennials, it's all about the millennials these days. And I think that, you know, they want to believe in a business that's got, you know, proper, you know, beliefs behind it, you know, proper um, values. And I think charitable initiatives and sustainability go hand in hand and it's super important for a business that's starting up you know 23 year olds they really care about that but equally you know so do so do you know us old stalwarts as well so yeah I think it's super important these days um, and sustainability is obviously at the forefront of what we're trying to achieve with um, the Fork to Fork Festival as well. And it is fascinating that in a climate of political indifference there's so much social activism going on uh, and that's happening everywhere. Well somebody's going to do it if the government's not going to do it. Exactly we're going to yeah. do it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Delicious Podcast Extra Portion. We've got interviews and features from behind the food world of Delicious Magazine every single week, so do make sure you subscribe. Just search for the Delicious Podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.